Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading. Series 5 wrap-up. So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a... Grim Reading. Hello and welcome to the Series 5 wrap-up episode. Welcome. We got lots of stuff and fun coming up, Adam. Uh, Those are my two favourite things. Series 5 leaderboard. Okay. Story stats. Yeah, love it. Uh, We've got clips from special episodes we're going to play. So lots to look forward to. If this is the first time you're listening to Grim Reading, though, you've come to the wrong episode. (laughs) Hightail out of here. Back Back it up. Back it up. Back to the Valiant Little Taylor. And then join us when you caught up. Oh, why the Valiant Little Taylor? Because that was the first episode of Series Five, and this wow. is the Series Five wrap-up. There you go. When you put it like that, it makes sense. I've thought about this. <laughs> this isn't his first rodeo. Rodeo? Rodeo? I don't know. So first up, let's see what happened this season. It's stats time. <gasps> Story stats. Every single Brothers Grimm. Story we read is competing for points. We get to award 10 points each per story, which means that there's a possible maximum score of 20 points per story. Yeah. Now, in Series 5, we read and marked, reviewed, gave a score to a very select bunch of seven Grimm's stories. These are the remaining ones. Yeah, so one. the, the, exactly. These are the only ones we had left before we finished Volume 1. That's why it's a smaller bunch than normal. So, because it's only seven... Uh, we're going to go through all of them from lowest to highest. Oh, perfect. Well, it's more manageable this time. So. Wow. Let's go through it. Series five, lowest scoring story to the highest scoring story. This is exciting. Mm. Because I genuinely have no idea what the placement of stories would be. Let's do the stats. So in seventh place. Okay. Last place. With 7.5 points, Oof. we have the eternal loser, the old man and his grandson. Yeah, I could have seen that coming, actually. The story of a psychopathic husband and wife who mistreated granddad and how they got schooled by their child. Yeah. Just to sum it up. Short and sad. <laughs> this is how I'd sum it up. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, looking back, 7.5 makes sense. I think it does. I feel good about that. <laughs> I'd like you to feel good about a low score I like no. that though Adam but 7.5 out of 20 relatively low as far as we go yeah. that's, that's that's right well you actually gave that one a higher score you gave it a 4 and Ooh. I gave it 3.5 and in the episode I flip flop between a 3 and a 4 and then I settled on 3.5 happy with the 3.5? definitely yeah Good. I think the old man and his grandson are where they belong at the bottom of the pile <laughs> right in 6th place mm. A series of never-ending hilarious misunderstandings in the most dysfunctional marriage of all time. With nine points, it's Frederick and Catherine. Of course. Kathy doesn't understand anything. The two of them chase some robbers and sit up a tree with a door and some vinegar. (laughs) Yeah. Probably could have given it less points looking back. Yeah. The thing is, though, when you think about it side by side, there's so many things wrong with that story. But it still feels... 
in a way, head and shoulders above the old man as grandson. Okay. There's yeah, more going on to sink your teeth into. I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah. But too much, in a way, works against it. There was a bit of trouble scoring this one. Ooh. I'd actually like to play a clip from the scoring part of the episode. Oh, no. For this you, is going to. This is. Oh, dear. <laughs> so you initially gave this one quite a high score. And uh, I am unimpressed, as you're about to hear. Oh, you're really going to make me relive this. <laughs> it's traumatic now. It's a relentless story, I think. And it yeah. wore me down a bit. <laughs> and I think if it was half the length, I wouldn't feel as quite as jaded as I do now. Jesus. <laughs> jaded as a bit as a bit strong. <laughs> um, Ground you down. I'm about ready for bed, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, well it's a good bedtime story <laughs> is that in its favour I'm trying to help it here I think toying with like seven maybe seven no that's way too high what for a story that's left you jaded and upset and confused a seven oh man see I had everything calibrated just right last series and now this series I'm all like I don't know what to do just, seven's a high score it is a high score isn't it and I well I mean unless I've really misread the signals, but I feel like you didn't enjoy that story that we just heard. There were lots of I don't know what's going on moments in that. I, you know, give it a seven if you want to give it a seven. I don't want to stop you giving a seven. I was just shocked. Yeah, I was just shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> I don't know what. Short circuits. I think there's a sh- some few short circuits. Yeah, uh, seven is a bit high. 5.5? that's fine that's fine (laughs) oh i I was just i was saving you from yourself yeah you're right i would have regretted a seven 5.5 yeah i was saving you from yourself there adam apparently oh this is painful can you hear the high levels of disdain and incredulity in my voice yeah you can seven and the just sort of confusion and <laughs> never has scoring a story been so fraught. No, it's been, it was a stressful yeah. one to score. And you've just made me relive it. <laughs> um, so I scored it 3.5. I was going to say, you would have had to have done if you've got nine overall. Well, you scored it 5.5. Yeah. I scored it 3.5. Yeah. So that would have been a huge difference there. But uh, yeah, how, how, do you, how do you feel? How are you feeling looking back? Um, I, I mean, seven would have been wrong. But. 5.5 is not that far off. Maybe yeah. right now I'd give it slightly lower, maybe a 5. Really? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's not down there with the old man's grandson yeah. for me. So okay. that's, I'm okay with that. Okay. But yeah, 7 was wrong. Wow. Okay. Big. If you wanted me to say it that's twice. Big of you. No, that's big of you, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. It is wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry to rid of that experience <laughs> for you trauma. until yeah. you did not enjoy that right let's move on then <laughs> okay in fifth place with 10.5 points Ooh. what do you get when you mix a Trixie Taylor with trusty St. Peter it's the tailor in heaven oh, of course it is so in this story a tailor dies mm-hmm. he limps up to the pearly gates and pleads with St. Peter to let him into heaven and then he throws God's chair at an old woman yeah that about sums it up, doesn't it? Does, yeah. I mean, that was almost the actual length of the story. It's a very <laughs> short story. 
I mean, I thought it's like a kind of good little Sunday afternoon story, you know, like a yeah. sort of Sunday movie. Like, it's not blowing anyone's mind, yeah. but it's fun enough. It's, yeah, it's easy entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> it's brain... Forgettable. Brain free, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Brain free. <laughs> it's my new category. There's a lot of that tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only thing I did think, though, is we had God in there again. We've had him maybe a couple of times. Yeah. He had a lot of lines in this one, his most lines. We had him in other stories. Possibly Gambling Hansel? Yep. I was thinking maybe the girl without hands? Did God appear there? Oh, possibly. It was yeah. um she was very pious, wasn't she? She was indeed. Uh yeah. But yeah, God God has a big role in this one. Oh, major role. I thought it was unusual, but um I think he's he's a firmly established side character now, I think we can say. Yeah. God. Yeah, I would say so. In this Brothers Grimm universe, yeah. What score did we give it? Uh you gave it a five and I gave it five point five. Okay. So pretty pretty even split, but slightly yeah more in favour down the line, straight down the line. I love a tailor as well, so I think that helps. Yeah, that was what the point five was for. <laughs> for the tailor. For the tailor. <laughs> for the tailor. For you tailors out there. <laughs> nice. Okay, ten point five. Right in fourth place. Right to fourth place, middle of the pack with twelve points. Mm. He was faithful to the end. He went full hand solo for his bro. It's Faithful John. Of course it is. Remember that one? Yeah, I remember Faithful John. I get I get the Han, Han Solo reference. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Work that in there. Yeah, nice. Just to recap, anyone who doesn't remember, Faithful John helps his king kidnap a princess. Mm-hmm. And then in order to save the king's life, he had to kill a horse, burn a shirt, and then get turned to stone. Yeah, there was another step in there that you've skipped over, but probably best. Oh, and the wedding dance floor. I'm just thinking. Oh yes, and yeah. sucks and bl- yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was weird. So that's our biggest score discrepancy of the season. <gasps> you gave it a five, and I gave it a seven. Oh, not huge. No, but, uh, but yeah. maybe I can start throwing it back and saying <laughs> seven. Oh, okay. He's coming at me. You you really happy with the seven? Listen, <laughs> sorry, I was trying to inhabit the role. I was just going to play a little clip of you uh, saying something stupid. <laughs> I, look, I think it's aging well, Faithful okay. John. I don't know, maybe I just have a soft spot for Faithful John. Yeah, but I'm, I'm standing by that seven. I feel like for you it was a forgettable one, and for me it was a memorable one. Yeah, I mean, I do remember it, but I think you're right. I know you have a soft spot. I think part of the lost point for me was also the fact that I just didn't agree with what what they were doing in the story it's mm. pretty bad isn't it <laughs> like chopping kids heads off yeah that sort of yeah. thing yeah Kidnapping princesses making music on the deck of the ship <laughs> oh yeah i'd forgotten about that uh, yeah it's a it's so what did i give five middle yeah. of the pack yeah that's fine by me i stand okay. by that well that's interesting okay i think this is one that we have a clear split on here yeah even though the scores aren't that big a difference i really like this one yeah and you're like yeah um, I could take it or leave it. Interesting. Let us know what you think at uh, com. <laughs> Is it a one for the ages or one for the bin? One for the ages or one for the pages of the history books? Well, I don't even know what that means. That was great. <laughs> that was a... Oh my, you're, you're too good at this. Right, on to the top three. Oh, we're on to the top three already. Of the pack. Right, okay. In third place... It's the mammoth 
epic The Two Brothers. That's only in third with 17.5 points. So that's a huge jump. It's a big jump up and, and deservedly so. From Faithful John's 12, we go up to 17.5. Obviously, place. the fact that I really enjoyed this story has then dragged <laughs> that score up, given that I was the low scorer on Faithful John. Well, this one, you dropped a nine. You gave it a nine and I gave it 8.5. I've forgotten I'd done that. So just to sum it up, because I barely remember it, to be honest. It it's, went on for about 10 yeah, years. Totally. It's the longest Brothers Grimm story in the entire Grimm collection. Essentially, two brothers get separated. Dad, like, I'm so going to enjoy you summing this up. One fights a dragon and rescues a princess. Yep. And has to keep in check an overcurious lion. Oh, well summed up. There were some other details in there you skipped no, over. Yeah, but, trifling yeah. details. Head on back to front. Head on back to front. <laughs> Sleeping in the bed with his brother's wife. Yeah. Fighting uh, a witch up a tree. Stone people. Yeah. I mean, it was it was, ama- it was an amazing so story. So good. Absolutely balmy as well, like. And packed with stuff that we've never really seen before. Totally. It, yeah, it, that's the thing. I mean, the, it came towards the end, like really towards the end of, of mm. Volume 1. And even then, it, it had new things we'd not seen before that were fresh and exciting. It was long and there was a lot to it, a lot, lots of twists and turns. It was a mad one and I love a mad one. So I'm happy with that nine, I think. Yeah, yeah, deservedly. Absolutely. I think my Sorry. only gripe is it's so long. It's so mm. long. Longest one in the collection. Um, but it was a great story. And I think, in a way, that's a marker of how good it is that we enjoyed it the whole way through. Oh, yeah, totally. You were, you were, you were hooked on that. I was totally hooked. And the, the funny thing is, this is number three. Yeah. Now, I can only remember one of the other two stories yeah. left. Interesting. And I'm surprised that this is only at number three. Okay. So there's two better stories from this series. Well, that might all come down to the scoring potentially mm. there. And actually, until this point, you in your scoring never went above a five. Uh, right. And when you did, I shut it down hard, as we just heard. Yeah. Um, Get back where you belong. So yeah. you've gone no higher than a five until suddenly a, a whopping nine. That's a whopping nine. Actually, yeah, you gave Frederick and Catherine a 5.5, but you know what I mean. It's yeah, still, yeah, yeah. It's still a big that. leap. Number two, then. Well, okay, on to the top two. What? Prepare for a shock. Okay. I think I'm prepared. In joint first place. Joint first? It's Cinderella. Of course. And the valiant little Taylor. Like a day. Joint first place. Okay. Um, how did I forget the Valiant Little Taylor? Maybe I, in my head that wasn't even this series, but of course it is because you just said it was. <laughs> well, it was the opening one of the series, yeah. so it was a while ago. It, it was a while ago, but of course that was. Of course, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that that is level pegging with Cinderella—it's blowing my mind, Matt. Well, just for anyone else out there who doesn't remember or needs a recap of these stories, Cinderella. It, it's Cinderella. Needs no introduction. It's the small-footed bride, pigeons pecking our eyes. You know the rest. Oh, yeah. It's the story we all know and love. The VLT, the valiant little tailor. Yeah. A tailor kills seven flies and gets delusions of grandeur and battles giants and unicorns and marries a princess. Or put simply, seven at one blow. Seven at one blow. Been there, done that. Got, Got the, the t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> For Christmas. Yeah. 
Seven a, a seven at is it seven at one blow? Seven, seven at, at one blow. Seven at one blow. It's on the t-shirt, man. It's on the t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, Available now at the Grim Reading Merchandise <laughs> Store. That's no, actually not, not but it probably not. should be. It really should be. <laughs> um, yeah, so both those stories got 18 points. Do you want me to break it down? Yeah, please do, because I, I I'm trying to work it out in my head, but I don't I can't remember. The Valiant Little Taylor. You gave a nine and I gave a nine. <gasps> Cinderella, you gave a 9.5 and I gave an 8.5. So 9.5, my highest score I've ever given out. Absolutely. Yeah. But not the only 9.5 or is it the only? No, I've given Hansel and Gretel 9.5. Right, okay. Yeah. Hey, if the, if the only two 9.5s handed out are Hansel and Gretel and Cinderella, that's not bad, is it? No. That, that, that feels right. If you would, if you would have predicted beforehand which ones would get nine point five, Hansel and Gretel and Cinderella. Yeah, that'd be a safe Definitely bet. Definitely makes it a safe yeah. bet. Absolutely. Also, Cinderella groundbreakingly was split in two. The episode never been done before. Never, <laughs> never been seen. <laughs> a podcast episode that goes on so long they had to cut it into two. It's never been done before, Matt. <laughs> never has anyone had so much material. <laughs> Um, but we've never done that before. No. Um, and it was, yeah, it was the last uh, episode of the series, last story of all volume one. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was a chunky one. It certainly was. And we did the right thing, splitting it into two. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because it sort of evens it out in a way because then we started with two stories in one episode. So uh, as in at the very beginning of Grim Reading. Beginning of, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... That sort of evens out. Oh, and then we end with one story in two episodes. Yeah. And are you happy with this the the roundup there, the score, the the order of the story score wise? Yeah, I don't think there's any change I'd like to make in the order. I think that's that sits about right for me. Would you want Cinderella number one on its own? Well, the thing is, and I don't know whether story stats is gonna. Start to put these stories in context with the rest of the ones we've done. So may, I don't want to jump the gun. Yeah, I but I, I do that. fear that if Cinderella was pushed up a bit more, whether that would upset things elsewhere. Well, the... hold your horses there, sir. Hold okay. those horses, boy. Okay. Horses are held. Those are the headlines. Uh, let's dig down into those numbers, though. Let's take a look at a bunch of scoring stats and drill down into the numbers. Perfect. I am here for it. Not too much to cover here, uh, so I'll, but I'll try and race through it anyway. Okay. So, uh, total points awarded. Mm. We each had a potential 70 points to give away. 10 points each per story, seven stories. Yep. How many points do you think you gave in total? So total of 70. Potential 70 points you had to give away. I think I was a little over, a bit bit over half, I think. So probably, oh, I don't know, 45? 47. Oh, not far so away. So close. <laughs> and do you think I gave higher or lower? Uh, higher. Lower? No way. 45.5 points I gave. Wow. I don't know how that's possible. 
I guess it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Unless I got the numbers wrong. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure you're right. Uh, score spread. Adam. Oh, it's my favourite. I have it on toast <laughs> every day. Your minimum score was four. Your maximum score was 9.5. Okay. That was Adam's score spread. That's not bad, yeah. Mine was... minimum. My minimum score was 3.5 and my maximum was nine. So... Shifted down. Yeah, so same, um, same range, but shifted down half a point. Average score? Oh. The average score for a, a story in total out of 20 was 13.2. Not bad, but it feels lower than it has been in the past. Well, in season four, our average score was 11.7. Whoa, so higher than that. Oh. But it's lower than series three, which was 13.7. Oh, so close then. Yeah, very close. Yeah, yeah. Your average score was, as you can probably tell from the score spread, a little bit higher than mine. 6.7 to my 6.5. Okay. Comparing our average scores is something you've done before in story stats. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting with the with the deviations we've got. But actually, when you average it out, our scores are always like yeah, very similar. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and that is one stat that we can compare to other seasons. Because it's, it's unfair with other stats because we've done fewer. far fewer stories. Yeah. But average score gives a good picture, I think. I think so, yeah. seven. What was it? 6.5 and 6.7. Yeah. So 13.2. Yeah, nice. Episode length? Now, last wow. year, last year I talked about how we ruined the one-hour barrier, the arbitrary one-hour rule I had in my head that no episode should be over an hour long. Yeah. This year, the ruination continues apace. Seven of the ten episodes that we released this series, because we did ten episodes in total, were over an hour. Seven of the ten. Seventy okay. percent of them were over an hour long. Yeah. The average episode length was. 75 minutes. Uh, 75 minutes. Okay, it's an hour and a quarter. The longest episode of this series, I know that you already know what it yeah. is because that came up in a recent thing we did. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, the, the longest episode this series and indeed on the whole feed was the 2022 Christmas special, which from memory came perilously close to the two hour mark. One hour, 58 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten it was actually that close. That's crazy. But I thought if you, it has some competition. Yeah. Because if you add up both Cinderella episodes into one, oh. it comes to one hour, 57 minutes. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so Cinderella, even though if you added them both yeah. together, they're still not as still long. Still shorter <laughs> than the Christmas episode. Wow. And to be fair, not far off is The Two Brothers, which was one hour, 48 minutes. Yeah. But that, that's expected, isn't it? Just that is purely down to the length of the story, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. If anything, yeah, the sort of post-story bit was quite short, really, given yeah. the length of that story. Yeah. Yeah, so a long, a long old series. No, not a long series. <laughs> long episodes in the old series. I don't know how to phrase no, this. No, totally. Stories with nine. Nines. How many nines did we give out? Uh, oh, okay. Adam mm. gave... Three nines and above this series. You gave three nines. Oh, I guess I did. Whoa. And I gave one. one. You gave a nine to The Valiant Little Taylor and The Two Brothers and Cinderella a 9.5. Yeah. Your highest ever score you've ever yeah. given. Uh, and remember, your average score was only 6.7. 
and you're given three nines. So that shows how low your other scores were. Yeah. I think. Uh, and I gave one nine, the VLT. Yeah. Notorious. Um, yeah. So big numbers flying around there. Uh, final final thing to say on story stats mm-hmm. for now, just to have a chat, I guess. Um, regrets. I've had a few. But what about you, Adam? <laughs> Anything you change or did it go your way? In this series? Yeah. Any regrets or especially looking at those stats? I have no regrets. No regrets. No buyer's remorse. Um, I stand by those those scores. Have you got any regrets? Uh, nothing big. Maybe I'd readjust. I'd just tweak a few scores. Okay. I think I'd like... Two brothers, Cinderella and Valiant Little Taylor, as, as number one. Um, I think so. I think that would require me to give a slightly lower score to the two brothers. So I just, I may, maybe I'd tweak my two brothers score, give it a tiny bit lower. So that would be two brothers, Cinderella, and then the first place, the Valiant Little Taylor. But you know, minor quibbles. Oh yeah, that's very. We're talking yeah. half a point here and there, aren't we? Exactly. Yeah. In general, I think we did a pretty good job. I think so. So that was story stats for series five of Grim Reading. But as alluded to, this is not just the season five wrap up. This is the volume one wrap up as well. Whoa. So I think we've had enough of story stats for now. But at the end of the episode, we'll whip out the stats again. And I'm going to reveal the winners and losers of volume one Whoa. of the Brothers Grimm's fairy tale collection. <sighs> but I think we need a little break from story stats. Okay, but... Something nice to look forward to there at the end of the, end of the episode. Stay tuned. Yeah, you just got to get through the rest of the episode. Yep. Back to the good stuff. It's a good thing there's always a fast forward button, isn't there? <laughs> Don't encourage our listeners. <laughs> In five years, you've never encouraged our listeners to fast forward. <laughs> I'm just saying the option's there. <laughs> uh, all right. I want to fast forward to a cup of tea. Let's do it. Let's do it. Some other big things have been going on recently, too. Most importantly, uh, we hosted a live event recently. We did indeed. A celebration of five years since we started the podcast, our Grimversary. Our Grimversary, 22nd of April. And it was brilliant. It was so much fun. So much fun. I mean, we both said, didn't we, we thought it was one of the best things we'd ever done. It just surpassed all expectations. Yeah, um, we, we, we loved it. So we, we had, uh, it was a long old event, uh, mostly because we noticed people just weren't leaving. So we were just happy to keep going, yeah. which was great. Yeah. Uh, so we played a few games. Uh, then we sort of dived into the comments. Um, and Asked some questions. questions. Then we did face-to-face chats with listeners, did a live story read. Uh, and then there was like a surprise little video at the end. So there was just yeah. lots of stuff in there. Yeah. You can watch it in full on YouTube. Uh, there'll be a link in the description. Yeah. Um, we'll also release it as a podcast soon. So it's just audio version. Yeah. But I would uh, I would recommend watching it as well. Because I just want to say Adam went to a, an amazing amount of effort to like put on a show. All, Adam did loads of cool technical stuff that just made it really come alive. So 
Uh, and also Thanks. reading along with the comments is quite fun as well. So yeah, I would oh, recommend yeah, exactly. watching it on YouTube. Yeah. But it'll be out as a podcast soon. It will. One hit in the uh, live event was Grim Reading Out of Context. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we had an intermission during which there was, uh, you could see the one of our fireplaces. Yeah. And in the background was playing uh, clips of us over the years uh, taken out of context and then just strung together. Yeah. So I think there were about four of them in the uh, in the the live event, but I wanted to play one now, one little stretch for okay. everyone to get a flavour. Yeah, perfect. Should I do that now? Should we do that? Let's do it. Grim reading out of context, and they're off. Uh, in the lead. Oh, that sounds like it's it's too loud. I'm struggling to remember a more bizarre combination of three words as riding in walnuts. <laughs> it's quite chippy for someone who's in a cow stomach. She swallows a splinter, gets pregnant, and gives birth to her ex-husband. Warning, anthropomorphic sausages. The duck swam up, turned into the queen. The baby's been born at this point. They're brewing beer in an eggshell. Yeah, and they're living together. After his mother had fallen ill. He'd fallen ill. A.K.A. Oh, no. pregnant. Gave birth to a thumb. Okay, where's, where's the cheese wolf in this story? So he's only got power over her if she's dirty. <laughs> I have to stop you there. How do you sneak into a house via the kitchen sink? Same to you, Cocky Locky. Rub some dough over them for me. <laughs> what? That's Captain Rubber to you. The Morning Star has woken up, sat on his chair and given a little girl a chicken drumstick. I'm a poor girl and I'm rinsing yarn. Why is he asking his mum that he can kiss the bear? Sooty blackbirds eating salty potatoes with no dripping. A magical sexist lion. I give you an ass of a peculiar kind. Farewell, Mr. Potato King. Incest averted dash talking animals. Pancakes don't have legs. Just, She's just committed genocide. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And presumably does that on a regular basis. Uh, there you go. <laughs> That's some classics in there. Yeah, so it's like a mix of out of context and then a few classic lines from over the years. Farewell, oh, Mr. Potato King. Iconic. Uh, I'm a poor girl and I'm rinsing yarn. Classic lines. <laughs> some of our favourite moments. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the whole thing was, was brilliant, wasn't it? It was... So fantastic. And I, I think we didn't really... It's the first time we'd ever done it. We didn't have anything to gauge it on. We we thought maybe four people would turn up. Maybe a bit more than that. We had no idea. In the end, I think at its peak, there were like 60 people in there. Yeah, 65, I think. Yeah. And people really stuck around and like really got involved in the chat. And it was lovely. But it was... Uh, too much for our brains to handle just these these incredible comments were just scrolling past we couldn't keep up a lot of people put great answers to questions and more in the, the chat oh right yeah yeah often better than our answers were normally normally way better than ours so yeah just keep an eye out for that and thank you everyone for getting stuck in there and making the live stream such an amazing evening yeah it really was and i'm sure we'd love to do one in the future absolutely Right, next thing, Adam. Okay. 
So normally in a wrap-up episode, you know how it goes out, right? We play a clip of like a deleted scene from the most recent series, the series finale, basically. A famous story that we've just read. Mm -hmm. Uh, This time, that's not possible because we threw everything in the kitchen sink at Cinderella and released it as two episodes. Yeah. But I do have a few clips of uh, other episodes to play now. Excellent. Taking this opportunity to plug a few of our projects we've been working on. Ah. Last year, we put out some special episodes, as well as the normal, regular Grim Reading ones. Uh, And yeah, now I'm going to play a few clips of those special episodes. So, as you may or may not be aware, we release special episodes of non-Brothers Grimm stories. They are available to patrons of $5 a month and above, and they're also available to buy as one-off downloads from payhip.com slash grimreading. Last year, we did an episode on The Little Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen, and we're going to play a short clip from the story now. Fantastic. It's a, a real favourite of mine, that episode. Was it? Really loved it. And in, interestingly, that is the single longest episode we've ever released of anything. Uh, oh, it actually broke the two-hour barrier. Yeah, oh, we've got length on the mind. I wrote that down as well. Yeah, two hours, 15 minutes, I think. Wow. Longest ever episode. <sighs> Fortunately, we're only going to play three minutes now. <laughs> this, this clip we're going to play from a scene from the actual story. Yeah. So just to set the scene, go okay. get context. So yeah, yeah. you're going to remember this, Adam, but there's a king and queen mermaid. Mm-hmm. They have five daughters. Mm. Uh, in mermaid land, on your 15th birthday, you can go off and see the world above the surface. So on their 15th birthdays, one by one, the sisters go above the surface. And you get like long descriptions of what each sister did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally, it's the youngest daughter's turn The Little Mermaid. And we join her now, breaching the surface after desperately waiting for so long. Mm. Uh, Play the clip. Mm. The sun had just set as she put her head up out of the sea, but the clouds had still a gleam of rose and gold. And up in the pale pink sky, the evening star shone clear and beautiful. The air was soft and fresh and the sea dead calm. A large three-masted ship was lying there, with only one sail hoisted because not a breath of wind was stirring, and the sailors were lolling about in the rigging and on the yards. There was music and singing, and as it grew dark, hundreds of lanterns were lit that, with their many different colours, looked as if the flags of all nations were flying in the breeze. The little mermaid swam right up to the porthole of the cabin, and every time she rose with swell of the wave, she could see through the clear glass a crowd of splendidly dressed people. But the handsomest of them all was a young prince with large dark eyes. Oh. So you see what's happening? So she's come up. Yeah. It's dead still, and there's a ship just sitting there, lolling about. Yeah. And she's gone up to the cabin hole, yeah. and every time there's a swell, she can see in through the porthole. I love the image of that, because if you think of it from their point of view, if they were yeah. to look out the window, there'd just be this head like, woo! It's like, woo! A really creepy face yeah. just washes past. <laughs> Did anybody see that? <laughs> and there's some lo- really well-dressed people in there, but there's a very handsome boy with large dark eyes. Oh, <laughs> He couldn't have been much more than 16. It was his birthday, and that's why there was all this set out. As the young prince came out 
onto the deck where sailors were dancing over a heart. That's what sailors do. Wait, the prince is coming. Come on, lads. I think it's more of a choreographed dance, like something from some like Broadway musical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so they're dancing and like hundreds of rockets swished up into the sky and what? broke into a glitter like broad daylight. Oh, That frightened the little mermaid and she dived down under the water. But she quickly popped up her head again. And look, it was just as if all the stars in heaven were falling down on her. Never had she seen such fireworks. I just didn't think they'd have fireworks on a ship. Like, why have they got them? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think because they knew it was the prince's birthday coming up. They packed the, all the party gear. Only the best for the prince with the big, dark, beautiful eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, we got more descriptions of the fireworks, <laughs> oh, Adam. Good. Great suns went spinning around. Gorgeous firefishes swerving into the blue air. And all this glitter was mirrored in the clear, still water. On board the ship herself, it was so light that you could make out every little rope, let alone the passengers. That's how bright the fireworks are. Oh, wow. Oh, how handsome the young prince was. He shook hands with the sailors and laughed and smiled. A the- <laughs> 16-year-old boy shaking hands with loads of sailors. What is happening? While the music went floating out into the loveliness of the night. Nice. It's the best evening. It really is. Just shaking hands. And- what did you do on your 16th birthday? <laughs> I, was, I was at sea shaking hands with sailors. Sailors <laughs> and fireworks went off. And I did a dance routine. There you go. Fantastic little trip down memory lane there. Yeah, you remember that one? I do remember that one. It's it is a good episode though. That is a, yeah, a great story. Big big old well, yeah. Well, we'll leave people to work, judge that for themselves. <laughs> but it was a big old episode, wasn't it? We had um, like a brief history of mermaids, mm. then a mini biography of Hans Christian Andersen and how his life like kind of unlocks the story how, behind the story. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, it's it's like the longest episode we've ever done. <laughs> So, really good for going to sleep, which we learned on our live stream. A lot of people use us to go to sleep. Uh, and also, excellent value for money. It's only a couple of dollars. Wow. It's, yeah. just, it's just win, 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 win. So, if you want to hear more of The Little Mermaid and her adventures, head to payhip.com slash grimreading. Or you can join Patreon. And we'll put a link in the description to, to Payhip as well, where you yeah. can find The Little Mermaid. So that was the first special episode we did uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, we then, over the summer, took on a huge project. We created a limited one-off mini-series, mm. The Voyages of Sinbad the Sailor. Yes. You particularly were excited about this for a long time. I was so painfully excited <laughs> about this. So these are the seven voyages of Sinbad the Sailor, mm. taken from the Arabian Nights, the 1001 Nights. Uh, and when I discovered this, I, I just had the idea. I was like, this would be like, we could just do these as a one-off thing. Yeah. And go on seven voyages with Sinbad. Which we then did. Yeah, over nine episodes, uh, we went a-sailing with a Sinbad. Yeah. Crazy voyages he went on. How do you even sum that experience up? You just experience can't. Up? I you don't think can't. you can. No, instead you should uh, head to pay episodes <laughs> one way and buy all nine episodes. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> this, is, this is shameless, isn't it? <laughs> this is so shameless. Just drop all pretense. <laughs> buy the episode. So I didn't really know what clip to play mm. from this. 
It's um, a tricky one. There's seven yeah. separate voyages. And you kind of need context. Yeah. A lot of context. But I've uh, settled on a clip to play. Okay. So, the clip I've decided to play. Do you think we've introduced Sinbad enough? Oh, yeah. That's clear. We know who Sinbad is. Okay. We know he's got seven voyages. Let's just hear a clip. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. Let's stop faffing around. So, yeah. so just to uh, set the scene for the scene, uh, it's Baghdad, mm. circa 800 AD. Mm. Sinbad has, uh, I think, run out of money or something. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he's decided to pack in his life and he sells everything he owns and goes to a merchant ship, a sailing ship, and... Joins the crew. Joins the crew with a load of merchandise that he's bought that yeah. he's going to try and sell abroad. And uh, the crew then, and Sinbad, set off along the Persian Gulf and out into the Indian Ocean and the wide world. And a little bit of misfortune occurs. Which oh, you're about to, yeah. what's about to happen? From time to time, we landed at various islands where we sold or exchanged our merchandise. And one day, when the wind dropped suddenly, we found ourselves becalmed close to a small island like a green meadow, which only rose slightly above the surface of the water. Our sails were furled, and the captain gave permission to all who wished to land for a while and amuse themselves. And I was among the number. But when, after strolling about for some time, we lighted a fire and sat down to enjoy the repast which we had brought with us, we were startled by a sudden and violent trembling of the island, while at the same moment those left upon the ship set up an outcry, bidding us to come on board for our lives, since what we had taken for an island was nothing but the back of a sleeping whale. Whoa. Those who were nearest to the boat threw themselves into it. Others sprang into the sea, but before I could save myself, the whale plunged suddenly into the depths of the ocean, leaving me clinging to a piece of wood which we had brought to make our fire. Meanwhile, a breeze had sprung up, and in the confusion that ensued on board our vessel in hoisting the sails and taking up those who were in the boat and clinging to its sides, no one missed me, and I was left at the mercy of the waves. Oh no. All that day, I floated up and down, now beaten this way, now that, and when night fell, I despaired for my life. But, weary and spent as I was, I clung to my frail support, and great was my joy when the morning light showed me that I had drifted against an island. The cliffs were high and steep, but luckily for me, some tree roots protruded in places, and by their aid I climbed up at last and stretched myself upon the turf at the top where I lay more dead than alive till the sun was high in the heavens. And it's definitely not a whale this time. No, definitely not. He's climbed a very sheer cliff. Okay. He's just like, no strength left. He's just climbed yeah. up and collapsed at the top. Oh, wow. On what is definitely an island. Okay, phew. There you go. There's a little taste of Simba the Sailor. I mean, that's that's got to whet a few appetites, surely. And just to be clear as well, it's being narrated. The story's being narrated by Simbad. That's why I've got a slightly silly voice on as well. Right. That's not my normal voice. <laughs> Is it not? That's my Simbad voice. Oh, that's your Simbad voice. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, Adam, if if an, if an appetite has has been whetted, what would a whetted appetite? What would the person who owns the wet and appetite do? They would probably do one of two things. They might be tempted to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash grimreading or maybe they've just got a taste for, yeah. for just, just, just Sinbad and nothing else. In which case, 
maybe they'd want to head over to payhip.com slash grim reading yeah and buy the episode for for a one-off price a bit like purchasing an audiobook it's well well i say episode yeah it's an eight what's it nine part miniseries nine part miniseries split into two parts split into two so on payhip there's sinbad part one sinbad part two you get the first four or five episodes in uh, part one bundle and then the rest in part two. Yeah. But it's a sen- it's basically like a whole Grim Reading series. Yeah. You know, it's almost as long as series five of Grim Reading. <laughs> but yeah, it's quite quite a ride. It's really fun, actually. It's like we've done our own little audiobook. And we learn a lot of weird things besides as well, including stuff oh, that like... So many tangents. Whales produce and where paper comes from. Listen. We, yeah. I'm listening. Save it. Save it. Sorry. Don't know okay. spoilers here. All right. <laughs> but even if you're not interested, I hope you know you just enjoyed hearing a little clip yeah. from uh, from Sinbad. Okay, yeah. What's next? Music. Music. Series five soundtrack, Adam. Ah. We pepper music throughout uh the episodes, obviously. And now, Adam, you can find all your favourite tracks in one place. Our Series 5 Grim Reading soundtrack is now available on Spotify. Hey. Adam, we've got all the classics in there. We've got Brahms. Ah, uh, of course. Beethoven. Naturally. Chopin. Yep. Some other ones. Yeah. We've got some absolute total bangers as well. A bit more outside our usual remit. I'm talking Maria Simonowska. Yeah, you are. We've also got Franz Schmidt in there with his intermezzo. It's used in The Two Brothers. Love that one. Okay. Prokofiev's Romeo and Juliet. Of course. Beast. One of the best. Carter and Fugues in there. We've yep. got The Masquerade Waltz by Aram Kachaturian. I don't even know how to pronounce these <laughs> artist names, Adam. <laughs> these choices are left field. So on, honestly, it's a top tier yeah. soundtrack this season. We've done a good job. Better, better than previous, do you reckon? Well, I wouldn't want to go that far. No. But what I can say is you won't regret listening to the Series 5 Grim Reading soundtrack available now on Spotify. And people can find that just by sort of typing in... All you got to do, simply go to Spotify, type Series 5 Grim Reading soundtrack. Okay. Hit that like button and relive your favourite moments from this season of storytelling. And if people want to smash that like button, they are also welcome to do so. Oh, smash away. Yeah. Whack, hit, <laughs> poke, poke, stroke, Slap. yeah, <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we do this every series. Yeah. Um, so, you, I mean, you can listen to the other soundtracks if you want. But if you thought, oh, I, I really want to hear that third piece of music from The Tailor in Heaven, you now know where to find it. Us. What a service we're providing here. This is great. I know you've been excited uh, for the final bit of story stats we've got coming up. But first of all, uh, we have a bit of an announcement to make to listeners. We do. We've now reached the end of uh, of season five and of volume one of the fairy tales. And no- normally when we finish a, a series, we have a, 
a summer break. Yeah. Um, this time, however, we've decided to take a long break. Uh, it seems like an appropriate point. And so uh, we've decided to put the podcast on pause for six months. Uh, we've been struggling to put out content this year, you might have noticed. Um, we haven't had nearly as many episodes as we normally would. Essentially, we've been struggling to keep on top of a, our release schedule for various reasons, various personal reasons. So yeah. we've decided to go on hiatus for six months and pause kind of everything. Yeah. And take a proper longer break. Yeah. And just take that time to sort of recharge, have a little bit of time away, a yeah. bit of headspace, and then come back. Raring and ready to go. Raring and ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, to stress, we're going to come back, but we're just going to have a proper break for six months. It's been five years, five series, whole of volume one done. Yeah. We've decided to, this is the perfect time to take that longer break. Yeah. Because um, obviously we have our summer breaks and Christmas break, but we're still working in those normally. This time we're going to completely unplug and switch off. Yeah. Yeah. Unplug, switch off. Uh, I'm trying to continue the metaphor but i can't shut down stand by same as switch off I reckon. yeah i know i just try it. it's so redundant i'm gonna do a u-turn head back head back reverse out <laughs> reverse out retrace steps um and when we do come back there's just so many things uh that we'll be coming back with we've got the volume one tournament Grimbledon, as I like to call it. Adam's been calling it Grimbledon. I mean... I'm not sold on Grimbledon. Let, let us know what you think. If you think. What you think about Grimbledon. Yeah, let us know. Over the next six months, Grimbledon or <laughs> not a, Grimbledon. Have a think on that. It's a difficult one. <laughs> to be or not to be. Um, uh, so that, just to be clear, what Grim, not Grim, it's not Grimbledon. To be clear, <laughs> no, what the saying. tournament is, yeah. we're going to pit the top scoring stories against each other to decide the ultimate Brothers Grimm Volume 1 story yeah. What it is. Yeah. We're going to choose the best story, basically. We're going to have a little tournament. Exactly. We, we've already scored them. So, in a sense, they've got their seedings for the tournament. But then we're going to pit them against each other and let mm. you guys vote. It's going to be very exciting. We haven't ironed out, I would say, any of the details <laughs> at this point. Um, but that's something uh, to We kind about. of, we've got to show, uh, we could, no, I think, I think it won't take that much no. to sort that out. Um, in fact, we were hoping to do that for Series 5, but it's just, yeah, that's not happened. No. We've barely managed to get out like four episodes this year. <laughs> so um, that will be what we come back with, along with some other stuff we've got sort of... Uh, I'm scared to use a metaphor because it might <laughs> send you off on a little I adventure. It. I love it. <laughs> we've got other stuff on the boil. We've oh, got yeah. lots of ideas yep. percolating around. Well, are they percolating or are they boiling? I knew you'd... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's exciting uh, with all these various projects and then of course just coming back with volume two yeah i'm excited about that so uh yeah so if you've got any thoughts on volume two or you know any decent stories to like kick off the volume with let us know because we know literally nothing we know literally nothing obviously you know the drill let us know but in a kind of spoiler free way yeah spoiler free zone but yeah let us know if there's anything you're particularly excited uh, about yeah. for volume two and series six yeah series six volume two which will be preceded by the tournament yes now in the tournament it will be as mentioned the top scoring stories of volume one indeed now you 
may have picked up on the fact that we finished volume one now. We've been going on about it all episode. And as mentioned at the start, I've got a few story stats for volume one. So it's time to resurrect story stats one last time. And that's five years and five series worth of story stats. Yeah. So that is a potentially an awful lot of data and mm. stats. So what I'm going to do now is okay. simply tell you the bottom five stories and the top five stories of volume one, according to Grim Reading. So essentially the official ranking, I like to think. Yeah, this is the <laughs> yeah. this is now the official Brothers Grimm bottom and top five. Actually, not stories, scores. I'm going to tell you the top and bottom five scores because some stories have the same score. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it yeah, w- no, it, that makes sense. It will make sense. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Story stats for volume one. We're going to start with. The bottom five stories, the worst scoring stories yeah. of the last five years of wow. volume one. There's going to be some shockers in there too. Really? So we're going to race through these, okay? Because mm-hmm. uh, the fire's dying down. It's been a long evening. Yeah, it certainly has. And it's going to be, you're going to have, you're going to be processing this over the next six months. I think this is big stuff. Yeah, it's a lot to deal with. The fifth worst score we've ever given is eight four stories got 8.5 points first up the fox and the geese Mm. yeah Yeah. not a surprise frequently your go-to as an example of a story you didn't like yeah it's the final story of volume one as well the the ones the Grimm's chose to end the volume with Adam did not like it at all yeah that's a bad choice as an ending you gave it a 3.5 I gave it a 5 it's in the bottom five where it belongs. Happy with that. The Riddle. Ooh, The Riddle. Also got 8.5 points. I think that score is due to hype <laughs> and letdown. Yeah. That's it. You you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. The Riddle. We, what Amazing is The title. Riddle? Turns out, underwhelming story is what The Riddle is. Yeah. It was rubbish. Yeah. That's The Riddle. <laughs> the Riddle of why the story is so bad. Okay. Fifth to last place. Okay. Joint fifth to last place. We also have Thumbling. No. Thumbling no. is in fifth Come on. to last place. There has to be a mistake. <laughs> There's been some mistake here. There's been some mistake. <laughs> thumbling, the iconic Thumbling. Who, thumbling the it's icon. It's like one of our favourite characters. What? Yeah. Yeah. Were we, Look, we were we like concussed we, or something? At I the think time? we may have been. We were young. We were young and naive <laughs> and foolish. We just started yeah. the podcast, and we were. I think we were nervous about going too high. Mm. But even so, we we both gave it less than five. You gave it four, and I gave it four point five. Wow! So even then, we were not very impressed. <laughs> we just essentially hadn't calibrated our scoring. Yeah, I think. exactly. Because you, you can only really effectively calibrate scoring if you know all the stories. Yeah, yeah. You you then score it in relation to all the other ones. But when it's like the, whatever, fifth story we yeah. read or something, 
We just had no idea. But maybe that's how the podcast should have been done. Yeah. We should have known the stories and then we could have scored them appropriately. Uh, but the journey of discovery is fun. Because now we've ended up in a weird situation where some of our favourite stories have the lowest scores. Yeah. Crazy. Including the final story in fifth to last place is the girl without hands. No. 8.5 points. We flipped it there. You gave it 4.5. I gave it 4. The girl without hands is iconic. I know. What is going on? Criminal. Criminal. She's out there eating pears with her mouth. Just off a tree. And a king's hiding and watching her. It's just legendary stuff. And we gave it 8.5 out of 20. Yeah. This is shocking. I told you you're going to need six months to deal with it. Okay, moving on. The remaining um, bottom stories are... Each place is just one story from now on. Okay. So, in fourth to last place, with eight points, Clever Elsie got wow. eight. That doesn't feel deserved. Because it's one we kind of remember. Yeah. It's not one you have to go, what was that? Yeah. You remember it that It does one. actually stick in the mind, yeah. But maybe that's because it was an early one. And they, yeah, they've lived, they haunted us, those <laughs> early ones. Wow, eight. That's quite low, isn't it? Third lowest scoring story. Mm-hmm. With 7.5 points, mm-hmm. it's the old man and his grandson, the oh, eternal yeah. loser. Wow. So not only was that one that consistently lost in story polls that we held with patrons, Adam never picked it at any point. No. The, it was, you know, like when you're at school and yeah. there's like football teams and then you point at someone and they join your team. Yeah. And then you're always there waiting like, please don't let me pick yeah. last. That's the old man and his grandson. Yeah, because Cinderella was already chosen, that yeah, is yeah. literally the last one to be picked. Yeah. yeah. And, and then when it did finally arrive, it wasn't a star player. It, it really wasn't. It did not deliver. It sort of fell over <laughs> uh, straight away <laughs> and never got up. Second to last place. Oof. With seven points. Can you guess? Uh, a bit of a historical injustice, yeah. maybe? Um, People are screaming at him. The Hare's Bride. The Hare's Bride. Second to last place. You give it a four, I give it a three. Wow. So you're the lowest scorer there, although we're pretty close to each other. Yeah. Again, I'll I'll always remember the Hare's Bride. Yeah. I'll never forget trying to open the lid. Yeah. The little straw man thing. Yeah. Or woman thing that she set up. Riding on the tail of the hair. Riding on the tail, yeah. It sticks in the mind. Wanted to get married to the hair or yeah. not. Yeah. Just sort of sticking around until she felt like going home and then just went home. <laughs> yeah, so I'm done with it. <laughs> wow, second to lowest. Madness. So, I mean, it's fair to say that I don't think these stories will be featuring in Grimbledon. No. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be featuring in Grimbledon if you keep calling it Grimbledon. <laughs> Come on, Grimbledon. <laughs> Which leaves uh, the lowest scoring story of all five series with zero points. It's, you know, it's the good bargain. Yeah. So this one was an easy one yeah. to remember uh, because <laughs> yeah. we quite memorably gave, both gave it zero for obvious reasons. Yeah. Def- I mean, it was, yeah, racist, anti-Semitic, yeah. unpleasant. And therefore, we we decided to give it a zero. Yeah, it felt right. Yeah. And at the time, you didn't 
realize we could give zero no because in my head for like at this point whatever this was three and a half years four years whatever i'd been uh in my head i'd been scoring them on a scale of one to ten so when you dropped to zero i was like wait what yeah it broke my brain but that means we should recalibrate all your scores <laughs> pre the good bargain down one i mean this is a massive can of worms we want to open that <laughs> the good bargain for god's sake caused so many problems <laughs> So many problems. Um, but no, we, we'll leave it. We'll sort of, um, we'll pardon that. Yeah. Um, massive <laughs> mistake. <laughs> and leave it yeah. right at the bottom of the pile of stories where it belongs. Yeah. But I love how we're always, we're always making up the podcast as we go along. Like, it turned out after like three, four years, you'd been scoring differently to me, technically. <laughs> it's just like, we should work. This is not professional, Adam. Oh. But that, is part of the charm. We're not professionals. We are amateur grimologists. <laughs> okay, well, now we're going to skip the other 70, 80 stories <laughs> that are in the middle. Yeah, because we're interested in the top five scores. So, top five scores. Okay, right. So, this got complicated. Mm. Because <laughs> if I did... The top five, uh, if I do the top five scores, yeah, which are 19, 18, 17.5, 17, and 16.5, yeah, we would have 22 stories. Okay, that's too many, isn't it? Yeah, so what I'm gonna do is tell you the top five stories. Okay, okay, and you can do that, can you? Yes, just, 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 okay. So, in joint second place, wow. Are four stories. Whoa. Whoa. Four stories have the second highest score. Whoa. This sounds so confusing, but it's not. Which so, is 18 out of 20, is that 18 right? out of 20. Okay. We have, in reverse order of when we read them. Okay. With 18 points, we have Cinderella. Naturally, naturally. The Valiant Little Taylor. Oh, of course. Wow. Little Red Riding Hood. Makes sense. And Hansel and Gretel. Big hitters. I mean, Valiant Little Taylor punching above his weight there. Because he's surrounded by some big names. Yeah, so three famous stories yeah. and the Valiant Little Taylor. Yeah. I feel like the Valiant Little Taylor was not maybe a, as memorable a one for you. As... No, no, it is. I just mean, I just mean, if you come into this cold and you're like, oh, I wonder what the... You'd be yeah. like, who's this guy? Who's Obviously, this guy? we know who this guy is. We love this guy. Seven at one blow guy. But... It's just interesting because the other three are huge household names. And think about it. Series five was a t sort of little tiny series. Yeah. It did a few stories. It's really shaken things up there. So that leaves one place. The top place. The highest yeah. scoring story of all time. Yeah. <laughs> With 19 points. One shy of 20. Everybody give it up for Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Congratulations! I'm so glad Woo! that, despite everything, Puss in Boots remains undefeated. He has not been dethroned. He remains supreme. And the crazy thing about it is we had a whole conversation about whether Puss in Boots should even count. Oh, don't bring that up I'm again. Not, because we came to the conclusion he yeah. does count. Well, patrons decided... It was a constitutional issue that we put yep. to patrons. That's the referendum. highest office in the land. Yeah, um, yeah, and the, and the the patrons spoke. So, Puss in Boots, 
He, he counted. And then not only did he count, he went all the way to the top and only just won the thing. And do you know how he did it, Adam? Because this guy doled out a 10. He doled out a 10. I was pointing at me when I said this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could have been pointing at me. I gave it a 10, yeah. I gave it a 9. The only ever 10 wow. we've given. Are you happy with that 10? I think I am, yeah. I'm glad that we've got to the end of Volume 1 and a 10 has been given. Yeah. Because otherwise it would imply just disappointment that we yeah. never attained perfection or the Grimms never gave us really what we wanted. <laughs> but uh, there are so many other stories that maybe I think about more mm. or are more vivid in my imagination, in my mind, in my memory. But Puss in Boots, I think, encapsulates all the stuff we like. Yeah. He's a wily trickster. It's a good adventure story. Yeah. There's some clever little plot devices. Really clever. And he's a cat. I was going to say, that's the final point, isn't it? He's yeah. a cat. Come on. And I like that, yeah, it is a bit of an outsider, as you say. There was a little wobble. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to have an outsider. Totally. Make it to the top. Yeah. Well, wow. I guess we, we'll find out when we do come back and we launch, and I'm going to have to insist on this, Matt, Grimbledon. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll see how Puss and Poots gets on, because he's leader of the pack at the moment. He's the one to beat. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see everyone back at the castle in about six months' time. Yeah. To do it all over again. It's been an absolutely brilliant five years. I've loved it. It really has. Thank you to everyone for listening, for sticking around, for all your wonderful messages and comments and reviews and everything, every way you've been in touch. It means a lot. We have, we both have a lot of fun making this podcast, but the idea that we know that you're out there listening and getting something out of it, it's really gratifying. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Who knows, we may drop the odd thing here and there over the summer. We're trying to have a proper break, but yeah. stuff might uh, appear. So yeah, we'll see you at some point in the future for more Grim Madness. And in the meantime... Wherever you are in the world, please, please, for goodness sake, whatever you're doing, keep it grim. Keep it grim. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash grimreading to find out how, and also see the range of benefits available as a thank you from us. You can, of course, email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at GrimReadingPod, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook, at GrimReading. You can find us on Podbean, podbean.com slash GrimReading, and we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com. Keep it grim. But I've uh, settled on a clip to play. Okay. Pause. I haven't really. (laughs) 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 The the artifice of podcasting. Oh, it's all a lie.